I think Elmo getting the clot shot on Sesame Street is a good thing. He's the most expendable character, like John Rambo minus the headband. President Poopy Pants gets long COVID. China says, fuck you, pay me. Ray Liotta lives singularly special. Comedy record, 119. Big shots live. Martin Scorsese, forevermore. Taught Oliver Stone during film school at NYU under the GI Bill. American-made greatness. Who cares if Marty still pretends to like De Niro since he came out as a hysterical mook on The View? Looks like Betsy Ross falling apart at the seams. And if Google doesn't manipulate search results, then why is it harder to find negative mentions of the clot shot killing more young people today than sticker shock at the pump than it is to find a film blogger on Rotten Tomatoes who called the Irishman underrated? Singularly special. Ha! Comedy record 119. Lockjaw love coming right up. Rubber dub dub dodge dice lives. Ha! Thank you. Very much. I'm interviewing for a franchise owner opportunity. This is neighborhood magazines that I'd sell ads for, in addition to getting PTA moms to publish vanity articles about their wine tasting nights because they know that Trader Joe's sells more than the cheap stuff. All this work is commission only, and I'm told that I won't be seeing any money in four months at least. So as I'm contemplating getting the clot shot to put me out of my misery already, the launch manager over the phone says, you'd be a part of a team that represents 520 area directors throughout the country. And I say... So much for feeling singularly special. Launch director laughs. Long time! Then I add, I'm too singularly special for this shit. Thanks, but no thanks. Willie Loman lives. Ha! Thank you! Very much! You know the Democratic Party has lost its equal status when... Ilan Omar, congressional rep from Minnesota, otherwise known as Babyface Omar, gonna work it out, gets booed off stage during a Somalian Independence Day celebration in Minnesota. It's like Josh Harnett getting booed off a military base in Somalia during a USO tour honoring the 25th anniversary of Black Hawk Down. Go back home to Iowa, you mopey has-been bitch. You give one-hit wonders a bad name. Your career is on a no-fly list for a reason. Top Gun in 96, my balls. You make the marvelous Miss Maisel a less annoying Jew bitch in comparison, despite being a smug, catatonic drone who's about as original as Keith Ellison's borders are bullshit t-shirts. Babyface Omar got mo money blues. Holla! And one can only means your diaphragm is for walls after all. Singularly special. Ha! Thank you! Very much! New book idea. 
Elmer Gantry meets Little Miss Sunshine meets Tony Robbins Doc on Netflix. <laughs> Children of the Corn is about three supernaturally funny yet singularly special kids who help scare kids into conquering their fears so they don't turn into howled out versions of their parents. <laughs> Children of the Corn tour the eastern seaboard in their dad's new Winnebago after selling his cherished Stratocaster guitar that he kisses more than his ex-wife <laughs> and precious record collection while selling his do-it-all-dad merchandise in the form of books, comedy records, whiskey coasters, and corn holders along the way to help make his do-it-all-dad year come true by conquering his fear of becoming another wannabe, highly reluctant, yuppie sellout without giving his stand-up comedy performing career one more shot for the road. It's a promising start. Children of the corn. Ah! Hey. What's his name? King. Resists these. Hardcore. Hilarious. Funny Jew bone. Connected balls. Ah! Thank you. Very much. Look. I lived in West Hollywood for four years before L.A. turned into an extended tent city sponsored by REI. And while living in West Hollywood, I experimented with men and trans gals. That was actually in New York, the trans gals part. <laughs> Still, I'm getting tired of hearing my daughter use the term homophobia at camp. Apparently, one camp member confused ageism with homophobia. And I said, Matilda, gay guys and trans girls have never been freer free-balling on casual Fridays. And Matilda, do you really need to see my Tumblr feed bulging toward Bethlehem? But that's a good excuse for not scoring minimal copywriting job interviews to use on Mimi next time we talk. <laughs> Mom says, son, why can't you get a junior copywriter job at 46 years old again <laughs> after writing for TV twice <laughs> as a hair metal historian for America's Heart 100 and for uh, Music Independence Day uh, soon after? And I say, first, I, Mom, I've been too busy condemning evil. 100. And 19 comedy records later, singularly special, coming right up. Second, I'm being discriminated against for being an over-the-hill, all-over-the-place, highly smooch-prone closet queen. Third, employers have a hard time labeling me, Mom. So he's married, has three kids, writes like a total unhinged fruitcake, but does objectifying trans material in his comedy record like Funny Enough Fagala. Even worse, he uses its children to deflect such aggressive, hate-hurled speech on bits. Like the time Do-It-All Dad explains to his daughter what trans means. Do-It-All Dad says, Matilda, trans is gay about dressing up in women's clothes. <laughs> and then daughter says, so does that mean Shakespeare was trans? Because he dressed up like girls in all of his plays. And Doodle Dad says, I don't know, Matilda, about Shakespeare being trans, but I know 
that Kevin Spacey bought the old Vic Theater in London because he's gay about lunging at Othello in tights. Singularly special. And for giving my punchlines the much-needed breathing room they deserve because they're singularly special. Holla! Bill Barr, resist this. Thank you! Very much! How did my virtual date go, Alexa? It was short-lived. After Jeffrey Tubin from the New Yorker got very defensive when I started our coffee date with hands up high where I can see them, Tubin. Let's engage in some empty filler talk first. Macchiatos are circumcised cappuccinos. Being Gen X, though, three recessions later after 9-11 and post-COVID damage done, I prefer straight up espresso, no chaser. Nozomatic lives. Ha! Singularly special because my generation likes our coffee like our comedy. Dark and bitter. Jim Norton lives. Ha! For example, Nirvana didn't kill hair metal. AIDS did before magic made HIV disappear. Shout all you want, Tubin. Mummering. Show me your tits, cunt. It's why Starbucks are closing left and right in Seattle and Portlandia. I know. How is Chaz in charge of Seattle now? Now every day in Seattle is burnout day. Antifa apartheid. Represent, represent. Ha! Singularly special, but not in Antifa's case. Thank you! Very much! How do members of Antifa celebrate Mother's Day? How do they express the best of their love to mom exactly on Mother's Day? What do they do? Offer to take out the trash and move out of mom's house for good? Booyah, tribe! Ha! Pat and Oswald resist the biggest prick in the East. Ha! Thank you! Very much! Hey, Bonham. With or without you is about who again? Some Irish lassie with fucked up teeth who swallows but grazes from time to time. <laughs> Mick Jagger getting his panties in a bunch over Eric Clapton speaking out against the temporary paralysis he received from the clot shot is lame. Whatever happened to tumbling dice? Size O Mick? Mick Jagger has become a sellout shill. Piece of shit for Dr. Noki like the rest. And I don't like it. Like it. Ha! Singularly special. Exile in fucking Cronin Falls. Thank you. Very much. And fuck anyone who claims Fergie singing the national anthem during the NBA All-Star game ruined her career. My son included, <laughs> who threw his backpack at me to carry when I picked him up from camp the other day, only for me to throw his backpack right back at him in front of hundreds of parents before yelling, I'm not your butler, bitch. Singularly special. <laughs> Thank you very much. Granted, the hushed, breathy Mr. President vibe Vergie exuded during her rendition of the National Anthem, didn't mesh 
with their beautifully dangerous on fire snatch that's been known to spread for Mick Jagger by merely referring to his love juice as start me up crank on par with high grade crystal meth used by the CIA to brainwash Antifa into thinking they're a bunch of Punisher vigilante freedom fighter gorillas and black hoodies from Target due to star Oliver Stone's new film The Day Democracy Died ah! but then again he voted for freaking the Icky Shuffle so not banking Oliver to come through on that front. Thank you very much. Why did Obama be good win the Nobel Peace Prize again? Oh, so Kendrick Lamar's win for the Pulitzer Prize would feel more respectably legitimate. <laughs> After Obama be good rebranded ISIS ISIL. So they'd sound more startup friendly. In the New York Times, the showbiz show with David Spade lives. Ha! He came up with this legit joke. It was about how Marissa Tomei, Gwyneth Paltrow winning the Academy Award for Shakespeare in Love made Marissa Tomei's win feel legit or something like that. This is what I get for feeling like a hack for referencing a borderline premise that doesn't really have to do with the sheer awesomeness of that joke, but... I'll stop defending it and move on. I'm never going to do this ever again. I don't want to be fucking associated with David Spade. No offense. Holla! You had your moments in Tommy Boy, and you were, had your moments in the Rosa Ravelo. Outside of that, I'm not going out of my way to listen to your stand-up ever, 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 ever. Holla! And thought you really dropped the ball when Chris Farley died. I don't really recall any like moving tributes in his honor. So, that's the way the cookie crumbles. The, um... And this one's for Farley, who couldn't even get a fucking prostitute at the end to bang him because he was so obesely large. Like, all of a sudden, they have high standards. <sighs> so far, this is great. I saw it off from a, a comedy record that was airtight to an unfunny podcast ramble. Who the fuck am I? Bill Burr? Was Mark Marin Appreciation Day? Ha! I'll take the semi-comeback. Thank you! Very much! But I don't know anything manly outside of banging my three kids out by mistake because I never mastered the art of the pump fake. <laughs> All dad taught me uh, growing up was a half-form hook shot. <laughs> so I asked my wife, what is, a septic, what is a septic tank exactly? Does it collect shitty riding fumes from salon or what? Wife says... The septic system filters out the poop. And I say, I think there's a good shit joke in there at the shitty on salon.com prior. <laughs> Such as, I'd be afraid to take a plunge into uh, full-fledged homosexual plunger land these days, especially in New York City, because culturally observant, non-religious Jews are full of enough shit already. <laughs> Literally, one tip thrust in and your whole record causes a mudslide season's worth of septic shit on your dick. Singularly special. Shit. Shtick. Holla. Shimmel lives. I like to think he did a good ring around the collar. Uh, anal sex. Poop. Unearthing joke. Holla. Thank you very much. <laughs> My son. Insists mommy. Drop her. My son insists that mommy. Drop him off at camp today. He doesn't fuss when mama applies sunscreen. 
which normally drags longer than Megan McCain's getting comfortable for a bed routine, as her husband has to dislodge a series of mousetraps from her belly rolls <laughs> that perpetually hit the floor to suck up all the cubes of Vermont cheddar left for the mouses themselves since she started Find Do Fridays in bed during the height of COVID mania. <laughs> then my son jump hugs me from behind as I'm hunched over the recycling bin. And my son says, I'm kissing mama's tuchus like you told me to, Dada. <laughs> Controlling our kids' economy can make our kids great again. My reimagined Yiddish expression, lace directives, are living proof of it. At the same time, my son Samuel, a.k.a. Chosen Curls, is bound to, woo, should be kissing mama's tuchus as a part of his full-fledged relentless apology campaign after carving up her sticker print-painted flower design in the toy chest that houses endless supersized action figures. <laughs> but that's what happens when you show your kid Rambo at four. <laughs> to survive mama's wrath, you become a tuchus kissing machine. What was my son's excuse for carving up mama's flower printed toy chest? He didn't like the design on it. At least my son isn't revoking his white privilege and instead decided to uh, take to carving out polo horses instead. <laughs> Singularly special. Especially chosen curls is bound to woo. Thank you very much. Most depressing Google search ever. States least likely to get knocked up in. Second most depressing Google search term. Rob Kardashian on your daughter's iPad. <laughs> I'm assuming she wanted to empathize better with daddy being the trust fund baby fuck up son on layaway. In the form of three mini miracles as collateral. Can I get a holla for being very vulnerable? Or as vulnerable as I can be? During common record 119. But at the same time, okay, so what do you do? So uh, parents give me some money each month, you know, for gas uh, that they offered and asked for it. And uh, what else? What else did I admit? That I hooked up with some trans. Never made the full plunge because I've been... Petrified of getting AIDS, even before magic made HIV disappear. So, like Jim Norton said, you know, Richard Pryor could talk about how uh, trans was like the best piece of pussy he never had. Then, you know, what kind of comedian am I if I can't, you know, be that emotionally honest? Especially if I'm, I'm doing it within the comfy confines of my, my bedroom office podcast studio. <laughs> but... And what else did Richard Pryor say? When he, in his book Confessions. Oh yeah. He said that uh, when he, he so he started dating this trans girl for a little bit. And after they banged, he said, it was the best piece of pussy Bill Maher never had. <laughs> Can I get a holler for Paul Mooney? Despite his pamphletized autobiography that gives a one sentence mention to his best friend and major collaborator, Richard Pryor. The only guy that uh, wrote jokes for Richard. Who I met for an audition for his own version of Saturday Night Live. And only time I ever went to Harlem, I go to Harlem. You know, I'm not the uh, truly degenerate, you know, uh, trust fund baby fuck up brother. <laughs> that being my younger brother, who makes Hunter Biden look like a soccer underachiever in comparison. And he was making like freaking cocaine runs to Washington Heights at like 15. But because <laughs> he's got demons to contend with. <laughs> Uh, for growing up in the uh, suburban soft confines of Westchester County, where the only thing getting blown 
Well, leaves. So, I have a call back. Paul Mooney's there. Not expecting to see him there. And I just read his book. And I said, okay, well, I only got this opportunity once. I'm going to introduce myself to Paul Mooney. And he goes, you can sit over there. And I, because you have to understand, I look like the enemy. I look like freaking Hugh Grant on stilts. I'm like the Scarsdale, you know, scumbag, you know, incarnate. He wants nothing to do with me. Although, for the rocket, I'm from Edgemont, New York, not Scarsdale. So, we're a little bit tougher than Scarsdale kids. Like, we could fling nerds at the perpetually lispy Danny Farber in class and not ever be overly concerned about any hardcore retaliation in return. So, I approach Mr. Mooney. He tells me to sit my honky ass down immediately. And then I say, and then I go out to shake his hand. And he goes, I'm not going to shake your hand because that's the hand you grip your dick with. <laughs> so, and this is before I told him I was the biggest prick in the ace. <laughs> and then I said, but Mr. Mooney, I just read your book. And he goes, oh, you just read my book. And everything changed. Like all of a sudden, you know, I could do no wrong. You know, uh, e even if, you know, Biden accused me of, you know, uh, you know, giving AIDS to BLM. <laughs> so I say, Mr. Mooney, but I read your book. And, and then I started talking about his book and, you know, I, I give him a little, you know, ball ticklage, and then I wrap up my spiel, and then I, I go back to my seat, waiting for my audition, and then Paul Mooney passes by me, and looks directly at me, and he says, I hear you're fighting, and can I get a holla for that awesome Paul Mooney story? Last time I checked, Richard Pryor is considered the greatest stand of all time. I wouldn't agree with that assessment, but he is put on that level, and he is a legend for a reason, and he was a massive storyteller, and I want to thank Richard for you know, taking a little break from the, you know, punchline sprint for telling a funny, entertaining, inspiring story. And for jerking off my own innate talent, but also inspiring others. Like, look, I barely had three minutes of material back then. And now I'm 119 records in, which, according to Ayn Rand, has done wonders for my self-esteem. So, because I have... Well, what are my values, America? My, my, what's important to me? And that is making the most of my God-given talents of expression. And me making the most out of my funny jew bone. And me making the most out of, out of my imagination. And me being a joy spreader. And me feeling most alive when I'm most in control when I'm able to get laughs long time all the time, but also when I'm just in a position of creating and sharing what I've done to connect because that's what New Yorkers care about. We are social animals because we live to connect and entertain and bust balls and which brings us together. And New York City used to be this amazing melting pot and it still is, but you know, you have all these like racial identity bullshit politics and it was those expressions didn't even exist freaking like 15 years ago. So you could blame that all on Obama be good for perpetuating lies like hands up, don't shoot. And, you know, for making uh, every day now for the cops standing on day. And um, this is not a comedy record anymore. <laughs> um, it's turned into the old doodle dad year podcast, but I don't care. I'm taking my time. I'm enjoying this break from nonstop bludgeonery shtickery. And so what's my point here, America? My point is, is that 
you know, you do what you do. You're not getting paid for it because you love it. And, you know, for me, you know, that is to write. And, but sometimes writing isn't enough because, you know, you do want a reaction and you do want to hear how it sounds. And you also like the idea of creating a body of work that has like a beginning, a middle, and an end that you feel proud about afterwards. Like, you know what? I did that. Now, not entirely all me. Obviously, I have supporters. I have backers. That being God. That being my family. And I don't plan on doing many more of these records. We've got this one. We've got this is singularly special. <laughs> Though I'm sure everyone listening right now has their doubts right now. And you've got that one. And then we have Fast Forward Funny. And then we got Last Licks. And then... Uh, that's it. So, like John has said, enjoy it while you can. Holla! We'll be writing the Great American novel, post-Great American Jew novel, uh, once we're done completing this legendary box set, Totality of Me, which I will submit to the Guinness Book of World Records, because who the fuck's competing at that point, what, 121 records in. Holla! Do it all, Dad. You're coming true. Thank you. Very much. But I'm not complaining about my three mini miracles because unlike Daddy, they'll never feel dumb. Talked down to it by lesser brains, temperamental hicks, and sketchy slime ball. Souls, sure. <laughs> but thank God. They'll never feel like complete morons who take their first sales job in L.A. without first asking how draw versus commission actually works. They'll know better. And then they go barefoot in the showers at L.A. Fitness on Wilshaw Boulevard. And more importantly, they'll never put themselves in a position to confuse snorting cocaine with crystal meth. Only later to hear, dude, that wasn't cocaine. It was crystal meth. I thought you knew the difference. Only to reply with, I didn't know I was participating in the fucking Pepsi challenge. <laughs> Can I get a holla for many miracles? They give singularly special, a good name. Slippery when wet lives. Holla! Thank you! Very much.